We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, Buff Nation. Voice of the Buffs, Mark Johnson here. Welcome to the Buffs Inside Zone. Today, we've got a real treat. Uh, i got to go way back in the uh, files in my mind. When I got to Colorado as the Voice of the Buffs in 2004, the Buffaloes under Gary Barnett had a uh, young kicker who everyone told me had this phenomenal leg. I believe he was going into his sophomore season that 2004 campaign. And boy, did I learn about Mason Crosby at that point in time. And so did Buff Nation. He left Colorado owning all kinds of special teams records. He's gone on to the NFL for a long career with the Green Bay Packers. He's the all-time leading scorer now for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, joining us here for a few minutes on the inside zone, Mason Crosby. Mason, welcome. Uh, how are you and the family doing up there in Green Bay during this uh, unprecedented times in which we're dealing with? Hey, Mark. Yeah. Oh, uh, man, we uh... – yeah, we're finding ways to to make it work. You know, we got uh, we got five kiddos here, so trying to keep them entertained without uh, being able to have play dates and uh, sports activities and things like that is uh, is a little trickier. But um, you know, we yeah, we're finding ways to make it work. You know, just uh, every day find a new activity, something fun to do, and then two of our kids uh, are are in school, so you know the homeschooling project is uh, is an ongoing process and. Uh, <laughs> Can be fun some days seeing seeing them learn and seeing their you know the, the their minds grow, but uh, yeah, there's there's some frustration built in there. But uh, I do I do feel like we uh, you know we've been able to work on kind of the the yes ma'am no man ma'am discipline stuff. Uh, you know, really lock into some of these uh, some of these basic uh, things and um, you know and, and try to have fun you know through this process and just 
thankful for our health. Uh, you know, pray for all those that uh, that have been affected, and uh, you know, trying to support those that we can. Uh, you know, in this you know kind of this unprecedented tough time. Yeah, crazy stuff. Okay, be honest. Who who's the better teacher, you or Molly? <laughs> you know. I, I try. I tell her I'm 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 the principal, so I, I handle discipline. I handle, uh, you know, I do the the phys ed, and then you know, I, I enjoy math, history, uh, geography, those things. I, I joke with Molly that she's, you know, she cannot do she she cannot teach geography because she gets lost, uh, you know, leaving our neighborhood sometimes. So, um, you know, he, she's more the creative, uh, you know. Uh, writing, uh, language arts, reading, all those things. So we we have a good balance. You know, I like I like getting in there. Uh, doing Every once in a while, I'll get kicked out of class, and uh, <laughs> you know, she'll, she'll take over. But, um, you know, I've I feel like I've I part uh, you know through this time to to try to teach uh, you know in some phases. I'm probably uh, I, I know I can handle the kindergarten stuff, so I, I'm solid. <laughs> So you knew that that University of Colorado education was going to come in handy eventually. Exactly. I had no uh, no indication that I was going to ever be a teacher. <laughs> uh, you know, you you just roll with what uh, what circumstances give you. Hey, speaking of the circumstances, uh, you being a pro athlete, th- this is an odd time, and you know we just found out last week with the NFL coming out with a schedule. There's going to be football, whatever that's going to look like. But how do you keep yourself in shape? How do you keep yourself sharp from a kicking standpoint with with all that's going on? find ways to, to adapt um, you know it's it's kind of interesting um, you know being up here in Green Bay all these years um, whenever we report back um, we it, it's not always great weather yet you know we come back in mid-April and you know there there might still be days with snow on the ground things like that and uh, you know I'm not able to at times there's been years where I haven't even been able to really kick outside until mid-May you know mm-hmm. maybe even like the the week before we start uh, OTA practices so for me I've always just found ways to adapt and adjust and uh, and, and and do the best I can with uh, with every circumstance so I have my in-home gym you know got my weights and uh, you know I I had some some neighbors out cheering me on when I was running our uh, up the cul-de-sac up the hill uh, in our cul-de-sac the other day. So um, you know, just just find ways to to make it work. You know, it's uh, you know it's a it's a weird time now that you know normally we would have reported back. Honestly, prior to this, um, you know, for, for our schedule, it, it felt. It didn't feel a ton, you know, it didn't feel really different other than, you know, the kids' stuff, not having activities and being able to socialize with other families. But uh, like I said, just, just find ways to, to adjust and adapt and, uh, and, and try, to, try to stay in shape and, and, and be ready for whenever they say, all right, it's time to come back because, uh, you know, we, just, we don't know when that's going to be, uh, you know, unfortunately in this, in this time. Hey, let's reminisce a little bit. I mentioned off the top, so you, you got to see you in 03. I got there in 04. That's right. Kind of remind fans how in the world you got uh, – you were allowed to leave the state of Texas, being down at, at Georgetown High School. How in the world did you get out of the state of Texas and become a Colorado Buffalo being recruited by Gary Barnett back then? Oh, man. Yeah, so uh, the summer between my junior and senior year, I, you know, I went to a bunch of camps, uh, was traveling around doing, uh, you know, kind of the senior camps, and I uh, – I went to University of Texas camp, um, and then the following week came up to University of Colorado, and uh, I, it was funny because I actually, for some reason, you know, I, I played free safety and uh, and whatnot in, in high school, and I had gotten signed up for the 
the Nike senior camp as a as a defensive back. So I come and I'm getting checked in, and they had me and you know at the defensive back, and so. I started off the uh, the day, you know, running uh, running defensive back drills. Right. Uh, I think it was, gosh, who was that? Was uh, Vance Joseph was the uh, was the coach at the time? So okay. he's running us through drills, uh, you know, there on the field. And I I look over and I see you know someone over kicking, and I'm like, you know, I don't think I have a future here at Colorado as a <laughs> as a defensive back. But uh, you know, can I go over there and uh, and kick? And so. I went over and started uh, started hitting balls, got warmed up, and uh, you know, next thing you know, I'm I'm hitting hitting 60 yarders and uh, you know, just kind of having some fun with it. And uh, Gary Barnett, uh, Coach Barnett, comes over and he's watching. My my mom was there, and actually, uh, it was such a memorable day. Uh, Coach Barnett took us up to his office that you know that afternoon and uh, and offered me a scholarship to come come kick at Colorado, and uh, wow. it was. Uh, it was a dream come true. I mean, uh, you know, I, I had lived in Colorado a little bit when I was younger, and um, you know, the, Coach Barnett's just kind of, you know, confidence and you know, just the you know the the instantaneous. All right, this is this is what I want to do. Uh, you know, I really really didn't even think twice about it. Uh, you know, about going anywhere else whenever whenever he gave me the offer. When did you realize that that you had something special in your right leg? That that it was kind of unique in that regard. You know, I, I grew up playing soccer, and um, you know, I'd, I'd go out and goof around with my dad. Uh, you know, when I was younger, and I just, uh, I was, I was so blessed and fortunate to just have a, a natural ability to be able to kick a soccer ball a long way. You know, mm-hmm. kick a football. Uh, you know, at a young age, um, you know, just just had some of those natural you know, techniques that uh, that were developed from from playing those games, and then. Um, and just started working on it. You know, went to some camps and uh, working on my fundamentals and my steps and uh, maximizing that. And um, I think, you know, just God gave me a, a, a talent, uh, you know, that uh, that I worked hard to to really refine. And um, you know, I think there, probably early early in high school, I realized that, man, this is something that you know I actually. And kick this ball a pretty pretty long way, and uh, you know I'm I'm pretty accurate with it. And if I keep working, it uh, it could be something you know that could take me a long way. But I never truly envisioned it in high school uh, taking me to where I am today. You know, going into yeah. my 14th season in uh, in Green Bay, it's just uh, it's a dream come true. I mean, it's it's wild to think that uh, you know, all that all those years ago, uh, you know, kicking a football could uh, could get me to this point. You, know, you, you talk about going back to fundamentals and all that goes into kicking a football. You may or may not remember this, but one of my favorite stories my first few years here involved you, me, and Joel Klatt. It was the 05 season, and, and Buffs fans have heard me tell this story both on a broadcast and probably in, in different uh, speaking events many times. It's, it's late in that 05 season. I think it was probably leading up to the Nebraska game, and I was going to do a post-game interview with Joel as the quarterback leading into that contest. And the two of you were down the practice field. It was one of those chilly, bolder afternoons. And the two of you each had to do a phone interview with somebody. And, and you were doing the interview first. And Joel and I are standing there. And, and you know, and initially I said, well, when you get done with that, we'll do our, our interview. And, you know, you're both sweated up. And you're getting, you know, he's getting chilly. And he's looking at you like, come on, man. And the interview's going out. Whoever's interviewing you is asking you one question after another. And I'll never forget, you, you finally, after about 10 minutes, get done with the interview. And Joel looks at you, hand him the phone. He looks at you and goes, dude, plant the left, swing the right. What else can you possibly be talking about? <laughs> exactly. 
Jagger. Joel, Joel was the best about, uh, yeah, harassing and trying to like, you know, he was he was great doing, you know, that. I think uh, his presence as a leader in the, in that space was uh, was exceptional. Just like really trying to simplify, you know, the uh, everyone's processes of how to how to get their job done and do right. things. And yeah, he he loved giving me a hard time. I mean, he'd, he'd be right in my ear whenever we were kicking, uh, you know, in, in practice trying to trying to rattle me. And I. I I think honestly, it helped me. It helped me to, you know, with my mental focus and the the way I approach things. What was would be if, if I said, tell me one kick that stands out during your college career? I mean, I think of, I think my first year here, you had a sixty yarder against Iowa State. You had that fifty eight yarder uh, at Miami, which I, I may still be the longest at sea level without a tee. You had a, a couple of game winners against Colorado State. What, which one would stand out to you? You know, uh, gosh, yeah, there. There were a lot of great memories there from from Colorado, and uh, yeah, I got to look back at uh, my 21st birthday, hitting the game winner against Colorado State. Uh, yeah, that that experience was unreal. I still remember that uh, vividly. Uh, coming coming and playing in Green Bay, and then uh, having Jordy Nelson come here, I, I I enjoy the the Kansas State game winner I had uh, quite a bit because. You know, we were able to to relive that one, and right. you know, he he always said there should have been a penalty. There was all these things, you know. We, so we go back and forth, and, and I joke because that was another one with Clat. I mean, I remember him taking eight yards of uh, you know on with taking a knee, and just not even <laughs> worrying about it. I think it was a forty-two yarder to start. It felt like, and I think by the time I kicked it, uh, you know, it was a fifty-yard field goal. So. Right. I always gave him a hard time there. He's like, yeah, I wasn't worried. I just said, uh, you know, make sure I got you in the right spot. So, um, you know, those types of things I remember vividly. And, uh, and uh, gosh, it was what a cool experience. And, uh, you know, wish I could – honestly, I wish I could come back uh, more often than I get to. You know, Gary talked many times about having great confidence uh, in allowing you to, to attempt long field goals. As I mentioned, you had that 60-yarder in 04 against Iowa State. Uh, how far would you have ever felt comfortable as a college player uh, making some attempt out there? Would you have been comfortable from 65, 70? How long? You know, I think, yeah, there were, uh, like, like you said, Coach Barnett, uh, you know, his confidence in me allowed me to go out there and, and swing free and be confident as well. And so, um, yeah, there were definitely years that, you know, I, I would have felt really good at 65. Uh, okay. you know, those situations, uh, oddly enough, they just don't they actually don't present themselves all that much. I mean, I look at my NFL career right now and it's like you know, I I think my long is 58 and okay. I'm sure I've only like uh, we just haven't even really had a ton of opportunities in the game into half those types of situations uh to go out there and try much longer uh kicks than that. So the fact that I had so many opportunities and so many chances to try those kicks uh was awesome, and I, I think Coach Barnett had no worries even throwing me out there in the first quarter, uh, you know, for a long kick if uh, if he felt like uh, we could get some points on the board and uh, and spark uh, spark some scoring. You mentioned a while ago you're going to your 14th NFL season. Number one, that that's phenomenal. Number two, it makes me feel very old. Uh, but you you think back to how things have worked out for you. You've certainly been blessed. I mean, you were a six round draft pick. But to go to the Green Bay Packers, which is one of the most unique franchises in all of sports, as you well know, uh, you got to pinch yourself every once in a while. And then to spend all 14 years of your career there, and I know you just signed a new deal here recently, uh, you've got to be just amazed at times, don't you? Yeah, I do. I mean, I, 
I you know, blessed and I don't I don't say it lightly. I mean I, I feel just like uh like God's had his hand on me through uh through this whole process and um you know, I I, I try to try to look and see, you know, the the people and the you know, the, the teammates and the organization and the people at, at Colorado that, that kinda helped uh to get me to this point and I'm so thankful for for everyone that uh, that I've had the privilege of getting to getting to know through uh you know through this journey and uh, you know I I feel great right now too and then like I, I don't see this uh this journey ending any ending anytime soon so uh yeah these these last 13 years here in Green Bay have just been been exceptional um you know there have been there, no doubt there's been you know low times uh but but that kind of almost makes it even you know more special and uh you know makes the makes the good times even better so I'm thankful for every you know every chance I've had and every opportunity I've had up here and uh, you know I just uh, I feel very fortunate that I get to have my dream job and get to go and, and kick footballs and and uh, hang out with my teammates and uh, you know, I can't wait to get back into that locker room and get to mix it up with the guys and make sure that uh, you know that that we start building something something great for the future. If I'm not mistaken, you're 35 years old right now. Is that correct? Okay, uh, Adam Vinatieri's forty-seven. You only got twelve more years left to catch him. How much? How much longer do you plan on kicking in the NFL? Oh gosh, that when you say you know twelve more sounds like a long time. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's. I think you know my my goal. Um, you know, I, and I haven't. I don't talk about like end goals and like kind of what I I set out to do whenever I got into this thing, but because uh, I kind of set some different goals where it's like, all right. You got your short term, and honestly, it's funny because some of that is from Coach Barnett. Uh, you know, whenever uh, came into uh, came into Colorado, and you know, we used to do these visualization sessions, and he'd talk about short term goals, long term goals, and then having you know having kind of the dream goals and then the tangible stuff. So mm-hmm. I really, uh, you know, a lot of those things I learned uh, early on in my career there in uh, in Colorado have have really stuck with me and. Uh, you know, that's kind of how I how I approach uh, every year. Um, so after the season, I I set off season goals, and then through the off season, I'll set goals for for the upcoming season, um, and then just kind of you know try to relive that every year. And um, you know, if I got to play till I was forty, that would be awesome. Um, and it's kind of crazy to think that that's closer than <laughs> than it, it was when I started. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think at that at this moment, uh, you know, that's that's kind of the goal: get to forty and then uh, see where we're at. Uh, and and to think that my son will be, he'd be going in, into middle school if uh, if I played till I was forty, and wow. that uh, that just blows my mind to think about. <laughs> you know, here you're talking about about Gary. Uh, he he is a philosopher, isn't he? And, and we get that in the broadcast booth. When I'm wondering for you as a player, you, you already talked about something you took away from being around Coach Barnett. What are a couple of things you think that have kind of uh, helped you during your career? You took away from you know playing for Gary for four years. Yeah, you know his uh, just his consistency and his mentality on a on a day to day basis. I mean, he never he never got up too high or too low. He just uh, he was he was a stable presence there in, in the building uh, you know every day. And uh, and then like I, I talked about um, you know visualization. So every uh, every Friday night. I think it was Fridays before uh, before the games. We would 
we'd go into the team room. He'd just invite anyone in that wanted to do a vis- visualization session and mm. we'd lay on the floor and he'd kind of walk us through like a, a vis- visualization routine. And, uh, I still, I still do those things to this day. And so, um, you know, just, just kind of that presence, the, the way that, you know, he, he had a calm about him that, uh, you know, that led us out on the field and, um, you know, you could just tell guys would run through walls for him. So, sure. uh, yeah, I, I, I'm so thankful that that my time, my college career, um, you know, I was able to play under him for for those years. And um, you know, he's he's a great man and a great person. And uh, you know, I know now y'all get to work together on a on a weekly basis. Yep. And uh, you know, it's it's awesome to see him, especially with everything that kind of happened. Uh, you know, in my time there in Colorado. Uh, with him uh, as a head coach and, uh, you know, the stuff that happened. It's the fact that he still stayed so loyal and true to uh, the university is uh, it just speaks to the type of person he is. Yeah, without question. He's beloved. And I, I give him a hard time all the time, Mason. You know, we, we have to – we do the first hour of our pregame uh, outside the stadium amongst the fans, and I always tell him it's like walking with Elvis across campus. You know, he gets stopped and photos and kissing right, babies and shaking hands, you know. Legendary. <laughs> I think about all the great players that, that you've played with in the NFL. And, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think you crossed over, what, one year maybe with Brett Favre? I did, my uh, my rookie year. Yeah, I thought so. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers for many, many years. And you think about all the guys. What do you learn from great athletes when you play alongside those guys and kind of watch the way that they approach their business? What, what do you take away from guys like that? Yeah, it's just a, a presence and a calm, um, you know, in the, in the tough situations. Um, you know, so many guys can can do this. You know, play this game um, whenever whenever it's going well. Whenever you're feeling healthy. Whenever you're feeling strong mentally. You know, and physically. Uh, uh, there are so many guys that have talent, but uh, you know, the great ones really they they are able to draw on something different whenever uh, whenever they're not feeling good whenever their, their mind may, might not be totally into it uh, mentally and physically. Um, you know, I, I remember playing with Charles Woodson and just seeing him the, the year he won defensive MVP. Uh, I think he might've practiced five days that whole year. Um, wow. you know, he'd come out, he'd do walkthroughs. He'd, uh, he'd do the kind of non, you know, non, you know, contact stuff. And then, he just dive into the film and make sure that, uh, you know, that he was in the meetings, uh, you know, getting the information and the, the visual stuff he needed. And then he would just go out and get an interception every game and you know, just uh, play out of his mind. And uh, just seeing a guy like that, um, you know, I learned a lot from Charles Woodson, uh, just his presence and the, the way he handled his business. And, you know, that was, that was just one of probably – you know, multiple Hall of Famers that I've been fortunate enough to, to learn from and play with. And uh, I always I always say I, I had a, a bad season in 2012, and Charles Woodson, um, I give him a lot of credit for kind of almost helping me snap out of it. Not that it was, it was a weird year. It was like <clears throat> physically and mentally things just weren't connecting. And so uh, it kind of was this defining moment. And, and Woodson said to me, he said, you – you are a kicker. You you kick field goals. Um, so stop trying to, you yeah. know. And it was like it was the simplest thing ever. But I'm like, I was like, you get into this mode where it's like your mind and your body are disconnecting. You're trying so hard to make something happen instead of just 
going out and do what, doing what you were made to do and what you've worked so hard to do. And from that moment on, it was just, you know, I keep reminding myself of that and the freedom that it allows to just go out and do what I was made to do and what I worked so hard to do and not trying to, like, force the ball through the uprights or, you know, force every kick. It's just once it leaves my foot, I can't do anything about it. So take care of all the business behind it and then and then be free. So uh, those types of things stick with me, and uh, I'll, I'll remember that those types of conversations forever. You just said something that, that years ago, Todd Helton, the, the great Rockies first baseman I were talking, and we got talking about this aspect of sports, kind of that mental aspect of sports, and he made the comment to me, he said, listen, everyone that gets to this level, NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA, whatever it might be, we're all talented. What sets people apart is what happens between the ears. And that's kind of what you're talking about. You've obviously found that to be true. The, the guy at that level, what what he's able to control psychologically and emotionally really kind of sets you guys apart, doesn't it? It does, yeah. And, I mean, it's crazy to think the amount of talent that I've seen come come through the NFL and through our building that uh, and guys that don't make it. You know, it's like everybody can – jumped the highest they were the guys that could run the fastest through the colleges you know through right. high school through everything jump the highest you know make all the plays and so many guys just just don't make it and it's uh yeah it's that mental toughness it's it's, it's the ability to, to to mentally focus whenever things you know aren't going exactly the way you want them to and to to push past that that threshold of physical exertion and mental fatigue and uh, you know to be able to still perform in that uh, you know that pressure cooker is is what makes people different and and that's what that's where longevity is talent will get you in the door and get you you know a few years um, but but mentally tough people are the ones that last a long time and uh, I I've been fortunate enough to, to last a very long time and see that in so many so many people and uh, and surround myself with uh, you know, just just amazing individuals that uh, that work really hard and put a lot of uh, time and effort into their craft. A few weeks ago, I asked Nate Solder this very question. I wonder for a guy in your business, you, you play football, and to get to the Super Bowl, which you did, and what was that, the 2010 season, and end up winning it, bringing home the Lombardi Trophy, and getting a Super Bowl ring. What 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 has that meant? What was that experience like? Realizing, man, I just won the Super Bowl. That's probably a top. Well, I gotta say, like a top eight experience because I've, I've married and five kids, so you know it's it's up there. But uh, you know, when that confetti falls and you realize that you've you've done it and you're part of the winning team, um, can't uh, can't think of too many better moments, uh, especially in my sports career, that uh, that could match that. Uh, I'm actually in my office right now. And I'm looking at a picture, and I have it's me and my my brother, uh, my brothers and my sister, actually all kissing the Lombardi Trophy after that game. And nice. you know, it's memories like that. It's just the the celebration after, and the celebration, you know, kind of for for the next week, um, you know, after that moment uh, that I'll remember. I mean, we we came back to Green Bay, and we had to, you know, we went into the stadium for. Um, kind of the the trophy presentation and 
you know, it was 15 degrees and the place was, you know, 75,000, you know, strong. And awesome. we were out there for a few, you know, for like an hour and, you know, you just didn't even feel the gold and you just, uh, you just embraced the fact that, uh, that we had brought the Lombardi trophy back to, to title town. And, um, yeah, it's something that I'll always be a part of and, uh, you know, I'll always be able to, to, to enjoy and remember. And what's kind of crazy is thinking right now that, uh, this year is the 10 year anniversary of that and that I'm still playing with green Bay. And that, that actually just, I just had that realization this moment. (laughs) It's, uh, it's, it's amazing to think that, uh, you know, that was 10 years ago. And, uh, that, that, that is something that I'll always, I'll always have that team, those teammates and that, that, piece of that organization that uh, that I'll be a part of. There must be something about Green Bay loving Colorado Buffaloes. I mean, you've been elevated to uh, uh, such a high status there in Green Bay, and, and David Bakhtiari's become a, uh, a fan favorite. Were you able to kind of kind of uh, shepherd David when he first got there with the, with the franchise? Oh, man, Dave's the best. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's now, you know, one of, he's, he's a true true vet, uh, true leader in our locker room. Uh, I mean, that guy has grown so much over the years and, uh, you know, just his presence and his attitude. And I mean, I, oh gosh, I would, I would not want to play against him, uh, you know, on Sundays. He, uh, he, he takes it to a different level. And, um, I, I did laugh. I, 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 whenever he first came in, I remember he showed a picture. I couldn't remember if it was early, like his first year, but, uh, it was of him and Nate Solder whenever whenever Dave uh, got to Colorado. Uh, I think Dave was either he was a freshman and Nate was either a junior or senior. I think that's right. And the size difference of those two at that time uh, was astonishing. I mean, Nate was humongous, and I still remember Nate as a freshman when I was a senior. Whenever he came in, and you know, he was a you know bean pole tight end. I think he was you know. 6'10", you know, 250 pound tight end that, you know, we were trying to, you know, groom into that. And then, you know, just, just kind of the, the change that he made to, to become, you know, one of the best left tackles in the NFL now, uh, you know, is, is amazing. And, and Dave did the exact same thing and uh, just the transformation that he's made to become, uh, you know, an amazing left tackle and, you know, you know, protect Aaron Rodgers on a, on a weekly basis. And, yeah. You know, he's really embraced that role and uh, has done a done a fabulous job and it's awesome to have another buff in the in the building uh, leading the way well Mason it's been great to catch up with you and reminisce a little bit uh, so many great memories when you're a Colorado Buffalo uh, you and the family stay safe you keep kicking for as long as you can keep kicking and whenever that comes to it it makes you come back to Boulder and visit us will you yes sir hey I appreciate it mark uh, and go buffs what a pleasure to catch up with the great Mason Crosby. What a career he had at the University of Colorado. Now, of course, uh, into his 14th season, or just about his 14th season, with the Green Bay Packers and the all-time leading scorer in Green Bay history and a Super Bowl winner. I do think there's a little bit more to it than plant the left and swing the right. All due respect to Joel Klatt. So great to catch up with Mason Crosby. Thanks for joining us. I'm voice of the boss, Mark Johnson. This has been the Buffs Inside Zone. Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say, what is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today.